The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I am Dustin Gold, and this is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv. Join us at Pain.tv slash gold. You get the video version of the show as well as the video version of the Thomas Paine podcast and access to the wonderful community of like-minded individuals trying to find their way through the coming metaverse over at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a jam-packed show today jam packed it's gonna be a wild ride we are gonna twist and turn through your fourth industrial era we are here folks we are in it we are gonna show you a couple of examples of what is going on and what you are living through right now some of the technologies being rolled out We are going to jump into Peter Thiel briefly, but I do have some wonderful stuff on Peter Thiel because we're going to start our journey deep, 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 deep into the mind of Peter next week. I am going to show you a trailer for a 2011 film featuring one of our favorite people who I started the show with, Ray Kurzweil, the chief engineer over at Google the man who came up with the concept of singularity, who believes he's going to beam his consciousness down into his non-biological nanobot Iron Man suit. And then we're going to jump over to our new friend, Deepak Chopra, who I introduced you to through the Lars Butler AI Foundation series that we did. We've got to bring Deepak back because I've been doing some digging on him. And he plays into this in ways that I didn't even realize before. And I'm going to show you um, some pieces of an interview with him where he just sounds like he's completely crazy. It sounds like these guys are all hyped up on psychedelics or something. And then we're going to jump back over to Lars Butler because we'll we'll take Deepak and move to Butler and we're going to jump into the 42 reasons why Lars Butler this wonderful video game nerd advocating uh, for the mind twin technology building the mind twin technology that we reviewed wanting to upload your children's consciousness into his cloud and why he advocates for The 42 reasons why he believes it is necessary that the United States be building autonomous AI killer robots. And it's all because he loves you, folks. He loves you. One of the common themes that you're going to see on the show tonight is what I presented to you with Elon Musk uh, and uh, Lars Butler and many of these other characters, that they are fork-tongue devils, these people. 
On one hand, they are building the Frankenstein technologies, the cyber world, the uh, biological companies they're working on, these sort of uh, biotech firms and nanotechnology. But on the other hand, they say they are just out to save humanity and not to worry because we're going to do this in an ethical manner. Oh, yeah. Moving from the Great Reset, which kicked off with uh, the COVID scamdemic, the high school theater production of COVID Land, which was really the Great Reset worldwide coming out of the Fourth and uh, Industrial Revolution, which comes out of the World Economic Forum. And then uh, we move right into the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And who knows, we might be in the Fourth Industrial Era. They are definitely putting into practice many of these technologies, this genetic modification. And we're going to get all into that stuff, that good stuff, down the road, folks. But today I'm going to start you off with a little article that came across my radar today i believe maria albanese sent this to me on twitter today she is the co-host on fridays at the thomas Paine podcast over there at pain.tv so folks up on the screen for the audio only audience i have this article here quick trip opens store with amazon's just walk out technology folks folks I believe it was last January. Yes, January 2021, maybe. I went on the Thomas Paine podcast with Mike Moore as a guest, and I talked about the inside workings of Instacart and some of the information that I had gathered from people within that company, uh, from my own experience, from supply chain managers within grocery stores and truck drivers and i told you that this new frictionless technology was coming yet i did not know that was the name of it yet and then over the last few months and then with this show i have warned you about this maria albanese has taken my intelligence expanded on my intelligence and talked about it and warned about it on the thomas Paine podcast so here we go folks some wonderful fourth industrial era technology here in uh cooperation with amazon of which i've talked about and maria has talked about but i just want to show you it's in practice now so the article quick trip open store with amazon's just walk out technology new non-gas location combines snacks with the cashierless experience and what is this just self-checkout that's going up everywhere around me uh in all the different gas station chains uh we have royal farms we have loves we have sheets we have wawa up here in maryland and they are putting in you know the self-checkout just like in the grocery stores and all the gas stations now but no 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 this is frictionless this is very similar to the technology i showed you which is backed by an israeli defense contractor but this is the one i told you about that is even more extensive is even more ai tech driven here this is out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Quick Trip Corporation is opening a non-gasoline convenience store with Amazon's no checkout 
just walk out in quotes just walk out just walk out folks walk out technology in the bok tower the bach tower at one williams center in tulsa oklahoma quick trip is number 10 on csp's 2022 top 202 ranking of u.s convenience store chains by store count but it says we are excited to expand our presence in tulsa with our second non-gas location nationwide and we look forward to introducing the new innovative store experience to the downtown tulsa community said aisha jefferson smith quick trips corporate communications manager quote amazon's just walk out technology is designed to eliminate checkout lines enabling guests to enjoy a frictionless shopping experience and get what they need quickly end quote well isn't that what you'd expect to do at the quick trip get what you need quickly it also puts humans out of business but hey what the heck at least when they're collecting their welfare check their food stamps or their future ubi universal basic income payment they'll be able to check out quick at the quick trip no hassle of having to deal with those damn dirty humans you know what i'm saying (laughs) folks i'm in a crazy mood today i had to read so many articles i apologize so it says right here bach tower customizers i didn't mean to start slipping into my alex jones here bach bach tower customers can enjoy qt snackles uh, this is alex jones here we're gonna rip through the qt grab us some uh, twinkies it's gonna be a great experience these anti-globalist twinkies are fantastic you crush them up put them into some uh, bone broth and rub it all over your body it'll keep them away mixed with a little garlic never hurt anyone uh bach tower customers can enjoy qt snackles including the nitro coffee station with freshly brewed coffee as well as its complete menu of grab-and-go items like fresh donuts salads wraps and qt's pizza by the slice qt kitchens customer favorites include mac and cheese breakfast tacos hardwood smoked barbecue sandwiches and much more folks i don't know if you listened to the last couple of episodes but i am just picturing someone laying in their bed surrounded by this quick trip uh pizzas and breakfast tacos and hardwood smoked barbecue sandwiches just laying there and eating as they send their mind twin off to work to handle the mundane tasks of life while they sit home and just eat this quick trip stuff the nice thing is they don't even have to get out of bed to check out because now they can do it with amazon's just walk out technology or as we'd have to do sort of a parallel brand called just lay your fat ass in bed Quick Trip is a privately held company with headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Founded in 1958, it has grown to more than $11 billion company with more than 950 stores in 16 states. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that doesn't really show you what this looks like. And thank heavens, there was a gentleman on Twitter who went in there and he filmed it so we can take a look at it so i give this uh credit someone else reposted it but somebody shot this they were not against it they were actually excited about it but let's take a look at this video of the quick trip amazon partnership just walk out all right we've been waiting for this this is the new quick trip this is how you have to get in you have to have a credit card it partnered with amazon using that tech 
Okay, so for those of you in the audio-only audience, you're missing a lot over here at pain.tv slash gold. But anyway, it showed a girl walking up to what looked like a turnstile where you'd enter the subways in New York City right before the urine sprayed out of a grate all over your body. But you go down and you enter this turnstile, but you have to put a credit card in, not a ticket like you would at Disney World. No, you put your credit card in to enter the old quick trip there, the old convenience store. You need your credit card with you. Let's take a look. Novelty. So think of it as a just an all-in-one store kind of at the bottom of a very large corporate building here in downtown Tulsa. This is store 149. Yes, you can get all your quick trip fixings, including the very latest in all of their coffee and the coffee bars. They're going to have all the roller items eventually. But this guy is so excited about this. He's one of these guys who would send his mind twin to work. Be like, get out there, go to work. I'm laying in bed. Bring quick, quick trip to me. Forget going down there for the frictionless shopping. I'm just going to call DoorDash or Uber Eats or Grubhub. But watch this, folks. They're just showing the store. They actually have beer on tap in this quick trip. Here's the coolest part about the quick trip that's here at the bottom of the BOK Williams Tower. Literally at the end of the day, when you have everything you want, you literally just walk right out. Oh my gosh. I just shopped. Yeah, so now they just show the guy. He just walks right out. So you don't have to go through any checkout. You just go in, you put your credit card in the turnstile, you walk into the store, you grab all your junk food that's going to give you a heart attack, but it's convenient though, and then you just walk out of the store and it charges your card. Now, there's other variations of this technology out there where you'll walk into a grocery store and you'll scan a QR code on your phone, walk around in the grocery store, fill your card up, and then you just walk out. Now, partially what that's going to do for any of you during these horrible times of inflation that are coming and the increase in food prices, uh, if you thought that you were going to be sneaky and be able to steal some food from the store, forget about it. Because once you sync up your credit card with the QR code, and now you got to scan your QR code to get into the grocery store... Every time you touch stuff on the shelf and move it into your cart or into your possession or your pocket, it's being assigned to you. Now, when you take it back out of your pocket or out of your cart and you put it back on the shelf, then it's not in your possession and you won't be charged for it. Let's just say all this technology works smooth and it's seamless. That's the thought process, right? So it basically eliminates theft altogether. And the way some of these technologies work, I'm not sure about Amazon. I read a little bit about it, and I'm pretty sure this is it. They basically have 3D scanning software uh, coming from, uh, with input from cameras, 3D cameras that are all over the store. And so when you walk in, you're being scanned, and that's how they know what is assigned to you. Remember, I showed you one of the pieces of technology coming out of uh, the CIA via InQtel Investments that was um, a 3D scanning mapping technology. And you say, well, what is that being used for? Well, what do you think it's being used for? 
Welcome to the prison planet, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be right back. I've got a couple more examples to show you of this fourth industrial era before we bounce in to Peter Thiel and his crazy world that he lives in, that double-talking snake. You're going to love this, folks. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold back here from the break. On the Dust and Gold Standard, right here on pain.tv slash gold. I'm all pumped up, folks. We've got a meeting in a little bit with our uh, doula who's coming over to inspect our house. She's helping my wife out since we're doing a home birth. And we're going to be looking at the lay of the house and figuring out we're gonna, where we're going to set up this birthing pool. We're going to try to do a water birth. And so we're going to be talking about natural life and natural birth and everything. Meanwhile, my mind is stuck in the metaverse here having to talk about and dissect and analyze this technological world for you. So it's literally two worlds. I'm in and out of the matrix constantly. Let me bring up this article because I don't want to waste a lot of time here. This is another fine example of the fourth industrial era that we are living in. Not so cutesy as the quick trip, though. The quick trip, you just walk in and walk out with your junk food. No hassles. It's frictionless, and you don't have to worry about coming in contact with another human because, uh, you know, they could kill you with their cooties. This one's over here at uh, the Denver Channel. This is like Denver Channel 7 News. This was also sent to me by the wonderful Maria Albanese. And this says right here, this is an article from a day or two ago, uh, thousands of XL, that's X-C-E-L, XL customers locked out of thermostats during quote, energy emergency, end quote. 22,000 people lost control of temperatures in their homes for hours on Tuesday. And rather than me reading the article to you folks, you're lucky that I have the video all queued up for you already. This is going to knock your socks off, but not really because people like myself have been talking about this for years. We just mentioned this in an interview um, <clears throat> that we aired yesterday with Halsey English. We talked about uh, smart devices, even the smart devices he has in his home, and eventually... They push these things to the point where that's the only choice you have. Like, you won't be able to get a smartphone. You can only, I mean, a, a flip phone, you can only get a smartphone, right? And so that's what they're doing. They force, they run the adoption campaign, and then they force the technology on you. So here are some people that fell into the trap of getting one of these smart thermostats. 
And we told you, we told you for years, all the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists out there, we told you that they are going to regulate your ability to turn on your AC, to turn on your heat, just like uh, my wife, who grew up the first uh, nine years of her life in communist Poland. Her parents were given food vouchers, right? They could only go to the store and get what the government allowed them to because they were rationing food. Well, here they are rationing energy, folks. Here it is. Let's watch this Denver 7 ABC News piece so you can see how wonderful the fourth industrial era is and you could write Klaus Schwab a thank you letter. Pretty soon, when you're eating Jiminy the Cricket, (laughs) Jiminy Cricket, you will be thanking him. But, you know, here's the good news because I was thinking about this. You're going to have to eat crickets. Fine. Fine. It's protein. We'll do it. But they better put them at the quick trip because I don't want to wait in line. I don't want to have to wait to check out, folks. All right, here we go. Denver 7, ABC. Let's go. Late summer in Colorado, we know it can get hot. We had another day in 90s and a whole lot more on the way. But imagine not being able to control the temperature inside your own home. Normally... When we see a message like that, we're able to override it. Contact Denver 7 is learning that happened to people all over our state. We had about 22,000 customers. Tonight, we're digging into why Excel locked in their temps. When people enroll in these programs, it's a voluntary program. And why Coloradans may be rethinking a program designed to save the money. It just doesn't sit right with us to not be able to control our own thermostat in our house. Now, here's the funny part as we're watching this and listening to this. The gentleman who is uh, the person that they picked to be on TV and tell his story, he doesn't look like the type of guy that would have fallen for the trap of a smart thermostat. He looks like he probably guzzles Budweiser beer and uh, goes down to the shooting range on the weekends, but I don't know. This last couple years has kind of unveiled a lot for me. There's so many people in my personal life that I believe that wouldn't have fallen for the COVID scam, but they have. They have. And so nothing surprises me any longer. But let's watch this piece because it's really good. You notice with the local news, it always sounds like you're listening to some like Saturday Night Live parody or it's like a news report embedded inside of a movie. But let's watch this because in a sense... I have to laugh at these people, really. How did they not see this coming? We are expecting a blistering 95 degrees here tomorrow. And during these dog days of summer, of course, it's so important to keep your home cool. Well, when thousands of XL customers in Colorado tried adjusting their thermostats Tuesday, they learned they couldn't. Denver 7 consumer investigator Jacqueline Allen talked with some of those customers. Jacqueline, they're upset they had no control over the temp in their own home. That's right. And, you know, Excel is calling this a rare energy emergency. And, yes, they took over tens of thousands of smart thermostats here in Colorado. For the first time, there was nothing homeowners could do about it. Another hot one today with temperatures in the low 90s. Even Mike Nelson would tell you Tuesday was a hot one. The heat goes on. Which is why Tony Tallarico tried to crank up the AC. I mean, it was 90 out and it was right during the peak period. That's when he found out he had no control of his thermostat. A message from Excel on his thermostat saying temperature locked during an energy emergency. 
Yeah, so they're looking at, uh, you know, like an image of a cell phone with a message saying temperature locked. Hey, man, it's a smart device, man. Come on. Load your house up with all these smart devices. You're going to love it, folks. You're going to love giving these people power and control over when you decide to spend your own money to heat or cool your home. Now, I did not dig into Excel. I didn't want to spend the time. It's not that important. There's probably these type of stories going on all around the world every single day. I'm just showing you an example of the fourth industrial era in full swing. Normally, when we see a message like that, we're able to override it. Um, in this case, we weren't. So our thermostat was locked in at 78 or 79. Turns out he's not alone. Excel confirms to contact Denver 7. 22,000 customers were locked out of their smart thermostats for hours on Tuesday. It's a voluntary program. Let's remember that this is something that customers choose to be a part of um, based on the incentives. Excel VP Emmett Roman. This is something uh, customers choose to be a, a part of. One of the incentives that we offer here at Excel is that uh, when it's really hot outside, we'll make sure that it's really hot inside your house. That's a big incentive. Most people in normal world would like it to be cool when it's hot, but we make sure it gets doubly hot in your house. It's a great incentive we offer here at Excel. Mine says customers enrolled in the Colorado AC Rewards Program sign up to get money back, but give up some control for the greater good. So it, it helps everybody for people to... You give up some, some control for the greater good. We all have to look out for each other. You need to wear your mask to protect everyone else. You need to shove a Q-tip up into your brain stem to protect everyone else. You need to get an untested vaccine and a booster and another booster and another booster. It's Anthony Fauci. We need boosters after boosters on top of boosters. And uh, uh, you're going to get another booster. And then Trump's going to have another booster. It's this beautiful vaccine. And so we need boosters. And so people just give it up. Give up control of your body, of your home, of your heating system for the greater good. See how that works out for you. Participate in these programs. It is a bit uncomfortable for a short period of time, but but it's very, very helpful. And it's rare. This is the first time since the six-year-old program started that customers could not override their smart thermostats. Folks, folks, this is Yuval Noah Harari. You have no spirit, you have no soul, you have no free will, and you have no air conditioning. Excel says an unexpected outage in Pueblo, combined with hot weather and heavy AC use, led to the last-minute energy emergency. To me, an emergency means there is, you know, life, limb, or, you know, some other danger out there, some, you know, massive wildfires. Tony's all about saving energy with solar panels and smart home systems, but he says he had no idea locked thermostats came with that, and it's not what he signed up for. Even if uh, apparently you did sign up for it buddy apparently you did sign up for it and i guarantee somewhere in the fine print it says they can do this i'm not saying this is right honestly in a way i feel bad for people that get sucked into this you know, I mean, I am pro-human at the same time. There are days like today where I wake up and I say, 
Come on, Bill Gates. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? No, I, I really, that's, that's, I don't really feel that way. But seriously, I mean, these people have given control of their home out of a promise of convenience, folks. You know, those who trade liberty for security deserve neither. Those who trade convenience for their own autonomy deserve nothing. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to have nothing. These are the same type of people, I think, that would move into a smart pod. Uh, I think it was Maria Albanese also sent me something on a box, like a a house in a box. It folds out. It's like a smart house. I'm not going to cover that today. But are you going to move into a smart house? Are you going to allow them to hook up these smart devices all over your home and control everything? There's people moving into smart cities. We're going to get into that eventually. Uh, Bill Gates actually built a demo smart city, and we're starting to see those pop up. There's a huge project they're going to be working on uh, in uh, the Arab world. It's like basically an entire, like it's a narrow, uh, like like a mile-wide city that goes like 100 miles. It's all smart and all technology. This is crazy stuff, folks, but it all starts with this. It starts with getting us into the smartphone and then getting us into the smart thermostat. And then before you know it, you're living in your smart pod prison cell. If it's a once in a blue moon uh, situation, it just doesn't sit right with us to not be able to control our own thermostat in our house. For the AC Rewards Program, customers get $100 credit for signing up and $25 every year in exchange. Folks, did you hear that? What she just said, these people, like, you cannot tell me that people signed up for this because they got a $100 credit to start and $25 credit per year. They're doing this to save $2 a month, $2 a month, $2 and eight cents a month to sign up for this and give control of their air conditioning to some energy company come on now i just like i don't know about this i mean are people that desperate out there that they they are doing this to save two dollars a month change excel says the customer should be aware they could lose control of their thermostat in an emergency tony and many others were not aware and he is now unenrolling and oh he's unenrolling Did you hear that? They get $100 credit to sign up and $25 credit a year to turn over control of the temperature of their home and lose having control of it during an emergency. That's what the company admitted to, meaning you know damn well that these people signed the contract and this was detailed in the fine print. Speaking of that, folks, I better read the fine print on my smart thermostat device while we take a quick break. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. 
on ping.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. And I am reading the fine print here. For those of you in the audio, only audience on my smart thermostat contract. And right here in the fine print, yep, I see it. It says right here, you are an idiot. <laughs> Folks, if I'm like all peppy and in a good mood today it's because uh i gotta cover these stories and then we're gonna get into some darker stuff so don't worry i'm not gonna be uh i'm not gonna be this jumpy and this excited uh for the whole show folks let's jump into this other piece of technology also a new part of the fourth industrial era that we're in it's so wonderful it's so beautiful and these technocrats these technologists these frankenstein scientists they're doing this because they love us and this one right here is a great piece because it will segue into our new friend peter thiel this one is uh it's called do not pay do not pay.com i'm on their website and by the way, I do not get any sort of uh, any sort of uh, compensation, any money, any advertising revenue from any of these companies that I bash and make fun of here on the Dustin Gold Standard. If I did, I would probably be quite wealthy. But anyway, this is DoNotPay.com. It's the world's first robot lawyer yay yay well folks i am not a huge fan of lawyers as i would imagine many of you are not as well except for legal man on twitter at us law review and with his podcast quash the only lawyer that i can trust but again this just goes to show that everyone every human doesn't matter what degree they have doesn't matter how insulated they think they are doesn't matter if they help write the bills and the regulations that lock us all down doesn't matter if they sit up on the boards of all these giant companies well even their job is under threat because the world's first robot lawyer is on the way folks robot doctors robot lawyers they even talk about robot politicians they're going to rule this world with mind twin deepfakes who are going to tell us what to do while these rich guys do what take off to mars with elon musk are they going up to the moon with jeff bezos and richard branson or are they going underground in some bunker hiding out with the preppers I don't know. I mean, well, <laughs> I do know. They say they're going to upload their consciousness to the cloud and then beam their brains down into biological or non-biological Iron Man suits. I mean, apparently that's their dream, and we're going to get back into that tonight. A little uh, transcendent man, a little bit of the singularity. 
But uh, let's look at this because it's interesting here. The world's first robot lawyer. The Do Not Pay app is the home of the world's first robot lawyer. Fight corporations, beat bureaucracy, and sue anyone at the press of a button. Then you can put in your email or phone number here and you could sign right up, folks. This is great. It sounds too good to be true. It says right here, by signing up or signing in, you are agreeing to do not pay's terms and conditions. And for us to send messages to the phone number or email provided, do not pay is not a law firm and is not licensed to practice law. <laughs> I thought a lawyer, by definition, had to be licensed to practice law but don't worry about that folks don't worry about that do not pay provides a platform for legal information and self-help here's the things you can do with do not pay you can fight corporations you can beat the bureaucracy you can find hidden money you can sue anyone and you can automatically cancel your free trials <laughs> I don't want to go through all this because there's a lot of information here. The video audience of pain.tv slash gold can see this, but it says right here the features, and it's got hundreds of features, airline flight compensation hacks, animal control. I think you can actually click on these, yeah, and um, each of these brings you to a new page on the site, so this is a very nice site, lots of information up and running here you could do birth certificates you could break your lease burner phones cancel anything car lease negotiations over here i mean seriously there's a breach of contract burner card for reservations cancel any service or subscription cancel timeshares car registration renewal casino taxes chargebacks and refunds child travel consent claim my rebates i mean this goes on and on and on there's probably i'm guessing as i flip through this maybe over a hundred different uh sections here over a hundred different sections and you would say to yourself i mean honestly you would say wow who's behind this Somebody like Bernie Sanders, he's like, oh, Bernie Sanders, come over here. We're going to help fight the corporations. We're going to beat the bureaucracy. We're going to find hidden money. We're going to sue anyone. And you can automatically cancel your free trials. No, folks, no, folks, no, folks. You would think it's like someone who actually advocates for fighting these things, even though Bernie Sanders doesn't really. He takes money from the corporations as well. And you say, well, who is behind something so wonderful that it's going to save me money on an attorney and then I could do this all by myself and I can fight the corporations, I could beat the bureaucracy? Well, let's find out from this kid, Joshua. He's the founder of DoNotPay.com. Let's find out. Who's backing him? Who's behind this? Who's going to help us fight the man? Who's going to help us beat back against the IRS, backed by these technocrats like Peter Thiel and his software Palantir that's partnered with the IRS to come after us and destroy us, similar to the Google partnership 
with the government of France that I showed you where they're using drones and Google CIA mapping technology, you know, that came out of funding from the CIA years ago to scan people's backyards and find out if they built a pool or a shed or a gazebo during COVID and didn't pay the appropriate taxes. You know, or Peter Thiel with his company Palantir that was started with CIA money and now he's working with the IRS to harass us. So let's see who's going to help us fight back against these people like Peter Thiel. My name is Joshua Browder. I'm the founder of Do Not Pay and I'm a 2018 Thiel Fellow. Wait, wait a second. Joshua Browder, he's a 2018 Teal Fellow? Well, what is that, folks? Peter Thiel is behind Do Not Pay? Peter Thiel, whose CIA company Palantir that is partnered with the IRS to come and destroy us, to seek and destroy, to track us down with technology that was developed to track down terrorists through their financial transactions that peter thiel he's behind do not pay he's gonna help us fight the corporations peter thiel whose portfolio is filled with corporations peter thiel the billionaire who's involved with government on all sides of the aisle peter thiel whose companies collect government contracts military industrial contracts peter thiel who's a transhumanist, that Peter Thiel, part of the technocracy, he's going to help us beat back bureaucracy and fight corporations and find hidden money. So maybe is he going to help us find our hidden money, the money that the IRS is going to steal from us with his software, Palantir? Wow, folks, this is interesting. Let's watch and learn more about Do Not Pay. Do Not Pay is the world's first robot lawyer. We help consumers fight corporations and beat bureaucracy, getting them out of parking tickets and refunds from big companies like airlines. Lawyers are charging hundreds of dollars an hour for copying and pasting a few documents. And our vision at Do Not Pay is to make the law free. So the average person shouldn't have to worry about paying all this money just to get basic access to their rights. We see this with parking tickets. There are hundreds of pages of rules that the government doesn't follow when they issue these tickets. For example, they have signs that say completely opposite things right on top of each other. They have signs covered with paint. Sometimes the parking bay is too small so that it's physically impossible to park inside of it. People it sounds so promising. This, this gentleman sounds so nice, doesn't he? I wonder if he knows I wonder if he knows who Peter Thiel is. Let's find out. Get parking tickets, not necessarily because they've done something wrong, but sometimes because the government is just trying to make money um, and make up tax revenue. Right now, when an airline cancels your flight, they just give you a travel credit. They don't even give you a cash refund because they know they can get away with it. These big companies have teams of lawyers brainstorming how to rip off the consumer. So we're trying to reverse that and give the consumer the power to fight back. And I'm sure Peter Thiel is definitely, he definitely, definitely supports all of that. He wants to give the little man, the little guy, the poor little human, the ability to fight back against the bureaucracy and the corporations, both of which he is 
deeply embedded in. It works by asking what the legal problem is. It will find a loophole for you, insert that loophole into a legal letter and then send that off to the right place. Or it even uploads it to websites and has a robot do all the clicking on your behalf. I started the company by accident at Stanford. I'm originally from England, and when I moved here, I was a terrible driver and began to accumulate all of these parking tickets. And I couldn't afford to pay these tickets as a young person, so I became a legal expert about all the reasons why people can get out of parking tickets. And at the same time, I was a software engineer, and I was writing the same letter over and over again for myself and my friends. And it became obvious that this is something that should so easily be automated. It got to the point where it was consuming all of my time. I would get bug submissions at 4 a.m. and have class at 8.45 a.m. that day, but still have to fix the bug. It was unbelievably stressful, and so it's very hard to manage both. It got to the point where I would either have to pursue my company or pursue Stanford. In college and in life, everyone just wants to work for these big companies. But everyone just wants to work for these big companies like, uh, I don't know, Peter Thiel, Founders Fund and his other investment groups. <laughs> I don't know. It all sounds too good to be true, does it not, folks? Obviously, as a young person starting a company, I wanted to take a different path. I think the Teal Fellowship gives a lot of credibility to taking this path and just having a community of 20 other people in my class who are all working on similar challenges building companies has been invaluable. My goal with this company is to make the $200 billion legal profession free for consumers. I want to make big companies scared to mess with people and rip them off. I want to be like the general counsel for the consumer and fight back against these issues. My best advice for other founders is the world is all about telling you that everything is impossible and you're not good enough. So just get started. I could never have imagined when I was getting out of my parking tickets that we'd since expand to 100 areas of the law and serve a thousand cases a day. And so just getting started and taking one day at a time can lead to amazing things. Now, let me say something here, folks. As I pull up on the screen, the Teal Fellowship, which is uh, funded by the uh, Thiel Foundation. It says the Thiel Fellowship uh, gives $100,000 to young people who want to build new things instead of sitting in a classroom. Two years, $100,000. Some ideas can't wait. It says, founded by technology entrepreneur and investor Peter Thiel in 2011, the Thiel Fellowship is a two-year program for young people who want to build new things. Thiel fellows skip or stop out of college to receive a hundred thousand dollar grant and support from the Thiel foundation's network of founders investors and scientists let me just say this and i have to be clear this is my opinion this is my opinion i happen to believe that guy uh just i watched several videos of him today he seems to be quite sincere is he i don't know that's just my first impression Sadly, what is probably going on here, and God only knows if I went down the rabbit hole of all the other Theo Fellowship scholars, is that regular people go on to donotpay.com because just like everything else I showed you, it's been normalized through mainstream media and they run social media campaigns to promote it, is that unsuspecting people like you or i or whatever would jump over here and give them our information and then it immediately starts building a digital footprint on us 
And then you start searching for getting out of parking tickets, IRS stuff, and whatever else. And all of a sudden now, do not pay. Guaranteed Theo owns part of this, controls part of this, is part of the uh, fellowship grant. And this information is probably being utilized to run back into something like Palantir and will then be used against you when the IRS comes after you based on evidence it collected through financial transactions and stuff across the internet. I'm just telling you, this is how nefarious these people are. This is how sick and disgusting these people are. Because Peter Thiel has no interest in helping you, the little guy, fight against corporations and beat the bureaucracy Because with what we already know about him, what you've already learned about him, what you probably have gathered over listening to other shows about him over the years, Peter Thiel is part of the corporate structure and Peter Thiel is completely meshed in with the government, with the bureaucracy. So don't believe any of this, folks. This is dangerous stuff. I mean, you're giving your information and the legal battles you want to fight and the details of your particular situation, your case, the lawsuits or whatever, over to Peter Thiel, who owns Palantir, who's partnered with the IRS and which was founded with CIA money. Folks, every time we pull the curtain back, we can find it connected to one of the usual boogeyman one of the usual wizards of oz ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and we will be right back on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Pain.TV. Join us at Pain.TV slash gold. I'll be starting to put up some uh, premium content over there soon, some stuff that I cannot talk about on the free version of the podcast because it will get us thrown off of um, all the podcast platforms. There's a lot of, I mean, you know, censorship is everywhere right now. So let me jump into um, this piece right here, folks. Excuse me, I need a drink of some bubbly. Not champagne, folks. That's a sparkling water. Um, Yeah, I want to jump into... I apologize. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. I've just been uh, doing so many shows and my throat gets like scratchy now. I'm going to go on do not pay.com, figure out how to sue. That's what I'm going to do. Now, folks, it's called do not pay because you're not paying cash, but you're going to pay with your biometric and your personal data that you supply to Peter Thiel as he builds a bigger digital footprint on you. Right over here, I am on, uh, let's see, transhumanism.fandom.com. Actually, this website put a pretty good um, 
bio together on Thiel. And I'm just doing a brief introduction to Thiel today because we're going to go more into depth uh, next week. So I don't want to go too deep heading into the weekend, uh, especially since it is a holiday weekend. And so uh, people may not listen as much as they normally do. So again, this is transhumanism.fandom.com. And I'm going to just kind of breeze through his bio a little bit for you. Uh, I cross-referenced some of this stuff. I knew quite a bit about Thiel. It all seems to be fairly accurate. And so it didn't seem like there were any problems with this bio here. But uh, Peter Andreas Thiel, born 1967, is an American entrepreneur, hedge fund manager, and venture capitalist with Max Levchin. Thiel co-founded PayPal and was its CEO. Currently serves as president of Clarium Capital Management, LLC, a global macro hedge fund with more than $6 billion under management. Some of this is out of date. And a managing partner in the Founders Fund, a $275 million uh, management venture capital fund he launched with Ken Howery and Luke Nosek in 2005. He was an early investor in Facebook, the popular social networking site, and sits on the company's board of directors. I believe he has since left uh, Facebook. Uh, Teal was ranked 377 on the Forbes 400 with a net worth of $1.3 billion. Yeah, this is out of date because he's worth about $4 billion now. But what I want to get into here is uh, he was born in Frankfurt, uh, Germany, raised in Foster City, California. He was a U.S.-rated chess master, and he still plays chess today. You talk about 3D underwater chess like Donald Trump. No, it's actually Peter Thiel. Uh, Donald Trump just eats well-done Big Macs and uh, plays around on True Social. But Google pulled it from the Android store, so I don't know how long that's going to go on. But Theo was a U.S.-rated chess master and one of the highest-ranked under-21 players in the country. He studied 20, 20th century philosophy as an undergraduate at Stanford University. That's where that Theo Fellowship comes from. And a lot of the other players that we introduced you to, like Professor Mattias Naysnier out of the Max Planck Institute, uh, also was a fellow over at Stanford. An avowed libertarian, he founded the Stanford Review, now, now the university's main conservative libertarian a newspaper. And so it goes on, it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. It talks in here about some of his big investments, uh, including Palantir Technologies. We talked about that's partnered with the IRS. And so we go into the section uh, philanthropy. We'll go very detailed into his background next week as we break him down, similar to what we did with Elon Musk and uh, Lars Butler. But it says right here, in February 2006, Thiel provided $100,000 of matching funds to back the Singularity Challenge donation. Does the term Singularity mean anything to you? It should. It should if you've listened to this podcast from episode one, I believe. We covered Ray Kurzweil, one of the modern architects of the technocracy, and sort of credited with the concept of singularity. So we have Peter Thiel 
providing $100,000 in matching funds to back the Singularity Challenge back in 2006. Um, and that was a donation drive of the Singularity Institute for Artificial Intelligence. Singularity Institute for Artificial Intelligence. Additionally, Thiel joined the Institute's advisory board and participated in the May 2006 Singularity Summit at Stanford. In September, okay, so now you've got him. He's kind of up to his eyes in singularity here. Just to give you a background, this is also the man who's going to save you from paying parking tickets while using his CIA-funded technology to help the IRS track you down and make you bankrupt as uh, we talked about in the interview yesterday. So it says here, in September 2006, Thiel announced that he would donate $3.5 million to foster anti-aging research through the Methaloose Mouse Prize Foundation. He gave the following reasons for his pledge. Quote, rapid advances in biological science foretell of a treasure trove of discoveries this century, including dramatically improved health and longevity for all. I'm backing Dr. DeGray because I believe that this revolutionary approach to aging research will accelerate this process, allowing many people alive today to enjoy radically longer and healthier lives for themselves and their loved ones. It's all because he loves you. But see, look at where we can draw the connections in the shared goals and the shared narrative to Ray Kurzweil, right? So we have Peter Thiel backing this Singularity Challenge and getting involved with the Singularity Summit and getting involved with the Singularity Institute for Artificial Intelligence and then backing this anti-aging research. Now, if this was just a regular guy who donated some money to, uh, I don't know, cancer research like your neighbor might do or some anti-aging thing. That's one thing. But Peter, Peter Thiel has a company called Ambrosia. And Ambrosia is the Greek term for the concoction that the gods drank for immortality. And what does Peter Thiel's Ambrosia company specialize in? taking the blood of young people and injecting it into older people to help the anti-aging process. Again, for you and me, because he loves us and wants us to live a long, healthy, prosperous life. Folks, that falls right back into Ray Kurzweil again. Singularity and then the anti-aging, as Kurzweil talks about delaying the aging process long enough for him to get to the point where we can inject nanobots into our bloodstream to repair ourselves, to then live long enough in his biological body until he can upload his consciousness through something like Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip up to something like Lars Butler's Mind Twin MindQuest platform. And then eventually take the consciousness and beam it back down into a freshly created biological body or some kind of a non-biological robot costume. No, seriously. So now you have Theo connected into the goals and the messaging of Ray Kurzweil. 
So I said to myself, Dustin, why don't you look up this Singularity Institute for Artificial Intelligence and let's see if they're still around. So they rebranded and they are now called the Machine Intelligence Research Institute. And if you don't believe me, we can go right over here to the top contributors page where it says, Top contributors, and this is over at intelligence.org, intelligence.org. Top contributors, the Machine Intelligence Research Institute has had 4,268 contributions throughout its history. Those those who have given $5,000 or more and wish to be recognized are listed below. And so it's got recent contributors. The top one is actually Open Philanthropy, $13,480,050. And this Open Philanthropy is actually one of the people who was credited with founding uh, Facebook with Mark Zuckerberg. And that all ties back to Thiel as well. But we go right down here to the section past contributors other supporters who helped get us to where we are today and you had the Thiel Foundation $1,627,000 and overall Thiel is basically I think he's the third largest donor to what is now the Machine Intelligence Research Institute. And over on the front page of their website, it says right here, we do foundational mathematical research to ensure smarter than human artificial intelligence has a positive impact. So now they're calling it uh, smarter than human artificial intelligence. And somewhere else on their website, maybe that banner changes, there was a quote on here when I was doing research today that said, they've already come to the conclusion that smarter than human artificial intelligence is a net positive for humanity, folks. So they've already decided for you, this is the Machine Intelligence Research Institute, formerly the Singularity Institute for Artificial Intelligence, backed in the beginning by Peter Thiel, who is still to this day the third largest donor to this group, this uh, organization. So... We're going to delve a little bit deeper into this, folks, because we are going places with this. We are going places. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in the singularity while we take a quick commercial break. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and we will be right back on Payne.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. Listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break. This is Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold. And I hope you guys had fun in the singularity. I did. I did. I can't wait to merge with machines. It says right here on intelligence.org, again, this is the Machine Intelligence Research Institute. 
that they are aligning advanced AI with human interests. MRI's mission is to ensure that the creation of smarter-than-human intelligence has a positive impact. Oh, how could it not, folks? How could it not? We aim to make advanced intelligence systems behave as we intend, even in the absence of immediate human supervision. So, we hope that the robots and the artificial intelligence will behave. That's what we're working on over here at the Machine Intelligence Research Institute. We're not going to delve deep into this today because that is an entire rabbit hole itself. I want to focus on Peter Thiel and the singularity. So I found this article going back to uh, September 2007 because remember, it said Thiel had started making these investments or as we would call them donations philanthropic donations to the uh, singularity institute so in 2007 here uh, peter thiel explains how to invest in the singularity quote the singularity will either be really successful in which case we're going to have the biggest boom ever or it is probably going to blow up the whole world end quote Uh, we're going to have the biggest boom ever, or it is possibly going to blow up the whole world. And remember that quote, folks, because we're going to get back to that. It's important. It's important because one of Peter Thiel's partners, Lars Butler, who Thiel funded his AI foundation that we just spent the last five episodes covering, one of Peter Thiel's partners writes about The need to have autonomous AI killer robots to what? Blow up the entire world? No, of course not, folks. Of course not. He says it's to protect the world. Unbelievable. Let's just read a little bit more here. It says, quote, the singularity will either be really successful, in which case we're going to have the biggest boom ever, or it is probably going to blow up the whole world, end quote. Such were the words of Peter Thiel, co-founder of PayPal, multi-millionaire Facebook backer, now the president of Clarium Capital Management. Again, this is from 2007, a global macro hedge fund. Thiel took the stage Sunday morning at the Singularity Summit in San Francisco to discuss the effects, the singularity, the technological creation of smarter than human intelligence would have on the world's financial markets as you might gather from his statement above Thiel's approach to the topic was rather polar and his talk centered mainly around how one might go about investing and interacting in a near singularity world a world where quote there is the possibility of things going extraordinarily well or extraordinarily bad end quote see here's the question i have for you because it's becoming sort of a running theme that we keep running into and trust me i'm not trying to run into this it just happens why are the people that are behind this technology why are the people who are investing in this technology why are the people who are putting their efforts their energy their wisdom their knowledge their ability to run and manage companies behind this technology 
if they fear that this technology could end up destroying the entire world. If these people are all so powerful, if these people are all so knowing, because they love to call themselves prophets and futurists, if these people are all so influential, then why are they not calling for? Why have they not called for? Why did they not 20 years ago call for abolishing any research and development into these projects? Remember, there's a couple of parts of this, folks. One, the majority of these technologies, if not all of these technologies, start with being developed in government incubators, either inside government uh, institutions like NASA or DARPA or the CIA and such. And then they are pushed out into these puppet companies that bring them into the consumer mainstream. We've covered this before. Or they're using InQtel with the CIA, FBI, NSA, and DOD money to go out and strong arm and threaten companies that really do start in a garage and give them an investment in order to take partial control of the companies, which will be full control once the government is invested inside of your company. It's no longer private. It's owned by the intelligence community or the Defense Department. And so guys like Thiel who go out there and say either this could happen or that could happen, but he's supposed to be this powerful investor, could make it all stop because if these guys did not invest in these companies, there would be no money, right? On face value, face value. There would be no money to start the companies and therefore no money to pay the engineers and the programmers. There are no engineers and programmers sitting in their mom's basement or their studio apartment who are just programming artificial intelligence and autonomous AI killer robots or building Palantir. No, it comes from the money that Peter Thiel gets through deals with InQtel, the CIA, the government, and then is used to create a company hire a manager, hire a CEO, and run the company, and then pay the programmers to develop the technology or further develop technology that came out of the government. So this is why I call them liars, folks. They're liars. They're liars because they are building it. They know what the outcome is. They know what they're trying to achieve. And so I don't want to go in. That article is actually very good. And as we dissect and analyze Thiel in depth next week, I will get into that. But right now, I just pulled this up. So Thiel spoke at this Singularity Conference. Uh, I found at least five, six, seven, ten years that he spoke at it. And so I just pulled one uh, speech that he gave. This is a 20-minute clip from 2011. I am not going to go through all of it. I just want to give you a couple of minutes to hear Peter Thiel speak in case you haven't because He's not actually is out in front these days as he once was. You probably saw him speak maybe at some Donald Trump rallies in 2015-16. He was in and around the White House. So you may have seen him. But let's go back to 2011. Just a few minutes. I'll try not to interrupt on this one. Just so you can hear him get to the point where he mentions singularity. I want you to just get a feel for his personality before I move forward. Uh, with the next part of what I'm analyzing for you here. 
Peter is the founder and president of Clarium Capital Management. It's a global macro hedge fund here in San Francisco. He's also the initial investor in Facebook, and he's involved with the Institute. He's hoping to support this event today. He's a benefactor and advisor to our organization. Really happy to have him here today. So come on, Peter. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right. There we go. Well, I'm, I thought I would. Uh, I, I thought I would uh, dispense with the uh, PowerPoint presentations and sort of the detailed slides and just share a few uh, different thoughts I've had on um, on um, investing in a world where the possibility of a singularity exists and sort of a very different perspective from some of the uh, discussions uh, people have had. And you know, I guess there's sort of two different l levels one can think about investing. One is as a venture capitalist uh, investing in early stage companies, and um, and you know the basic rule there is that. Uh, that uh, if you know the basic rule for investing in general is you want to be do something that's fundamentally true and that nobody else sees, and that's how you do that's how you do really well. And uh, and artificial intelligence or near artificial intelligence or quasi artificial intelligence, this is uh, is so out of fashion today that uh, as, as it's probably the only thing thematically that I think it makes sense on a venture capital side to probably do is to try to identify things that are promising in this sort of direction. So I think the venture capital end of it is, is fairly straightforward and, um, and uh, you know, it, it, there are all sorts of details you can discuss, but uh, not much, but I, I want to focus instead on, on um, a very different element of it, which is the big picture in terms of like, how do you invest in the world as a whole? And, you know, what's going to happen to the world's stock market or the world's uh, larger financial markets in, uh, in a world where um, um, this possibility of a singularity or something like this exists? Okay, so see there, he's talking about the singularity from the point of investing. That's part of what this Singularity Summit is all about. Let's listen to another minute or so. Um, and, I, and, and sort of how, how will the world's markets be different from a singularity-type world from a world where such a thing would, would never happen or not even be possible? And I suppose uh, the, basic, the basic intuition um, that I have about, uh, about it is... Um, is, is very simply this, that uh, in a world in which there is a possibility of um, things going extraordinarily well or extraordinarily badly, where both the good things and the bad things are bigger than people think, in a sense where the, if you have a bell curve distribution of possible futures for the world, the tails on, the bell, uh, the ta uh, tails on that bell curve are much fatter than people, people think, and there's far more that can happen at the, at the, at the far, far edges. Um, and this would lead to sort of a very different behavior in markets from sort of a normal bell curve of distributions where uh, nothing really that interesting or extraordinary is going to happen. And, uh, and in particular, you know, singularity will either be very successful, in which case we're going to have the biggest boom ever, or it is you know, probably going to blow up the whole world and there will be nothing left to invest in whatsoever. Okay, okay, that's good. That's a good place for us to stop. All right, you hear that that the was the quotes that I read to you earlier. So he talks about things are going to get really bad or either really good and either there's going to be lots of things to invest in or or nothing because the world will be blown up, right? So you have to remember though, this guy as I'm going to show you next week is one of the most powerful men behind modern political movements not just what you think of as the libertarian party 
of which they always say that he's a libertarian, he was behind many, many, many of the quote-unquote MAGA influencers. He's behind many of the influencers and podcasters you probably listen to. Uh, Some of them may not even know it, but if they have half a brain, uh, as I like to think I do, then they should know it. Uh, I like to know if people are giving me money, where that money comes from, because I don't want to end up tainted. I don't want to end up owing someone something in return for money that they gave me. And so I'm telling you folks, uh, this guy is super dangerous. He's up there talking about the singularity from an investment standpoint. At this point, he's backing the Singularity Institute, the Singularity Summit. He's backing all kinds of technology. He was already at this point involved with the Facebook deal, which many of you know is shady. We'll get into that one day. But I I think many of you listening to me probably know all about the Facebook deal. And he was involved with PayPal, really the the dawn of the PayPal mafia, they call him, uh, where Elon Musk and others made their fortunes along with him. And he's involved with a lot of other technologies at this point, heavily invested in artificial intelligence. And he can sit there and try to sound measured to you. Sort of, it's not an ideology to him. He's just investing. Well, then he would be some kind of, he's he's not a capitalist because he's in bed with the government already at this point. Uh, operating off of government contracts, government grants, government partnerships. And so he's not just this innocent, little, brilliant venture capitalist who's just a capitalist out there looking to make money on anything he can. No, he serves a higher purpose. Remember, he got involved with anti-aging and sort of this concept of immortality back in 2007, eight, around the same time he got involved with the 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 singularity concept so singularity anti-aging then all of a sudden he's going out there and investing in artificial intelligence and just playing it from the point of just a regular venture capitalist trying to make a buck folks when we get back i'm going to show you some really important information some of the people that he's connected to it's going to blow your mind ladies and gentlemen this is dustin gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard right here in the pain.tv slash gold metaverse you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Dustin Gold, right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv slash gold. Folks, let me tell you, uh, with the singularity coming, we're either going to have a lot of stuff to invest in or... Uh, and what's the other one? Oh, yeah. The world's just going to blow up and there'll be nothing to invest in anymore. Don't worry about it, folks. Don't worry about it. I'll go out and make investments in all types of military industrial complex companies set out to destroy the world. <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. Give me a break. Give me a break. And there's many people all 
over the internet, all kinds of investors, investors with podcasts that just love him. They praise him. The greatest venture capitalist ever, the smartest investor of our time. Um, but let's look at this. Again, I'm just doing a brief overview with Thiel here. We, we didn't even get into like his whole background and his his companies and everything. I'm just giving you a brief, brief little taste of Peter Thiel before we uh, we get into him next week. But I'm over here at this website, mindmatters.ai. And I found this article to be interesting. It's from November 2021, so not even a year ago. And it says right here, Peter Thiel, artificial general intelligence isn't happening, right? Isn't happening. That's what he's, that's what it says here. And again, this is a little bit, um, we're going to show some parallels to Musk, you know, Musk and Lars, where they basically, uh, they sort of pretend that it's not happening, but it's happening, but someone else is making it happen. But don't worry, they're going to be in charge of it. They're going to run a governing body and everything's going to be fine while they're making investments and helping building the very things that they pretend to be against that's just the way these guys roll so it says the whole transhumanist movement is slowing down he told cosm 2021 but he adds what is happening should sober us up a lot and i'm going to go through this fairly quickly because the point of this it's a bridge to the next piece of content we're going to look at so uh, in his talk yesterday at COSM 2021, that's a conference, venture capitalist and philanthropist Peter Thiel, the ultimate Silicon Valley insider prophet and sometimes needed gadfly, see he's a prophet, offered a cold shower for transhumanism, the singularity, the computers we will supposedly merge with by 2020. 30 and all of that right so now they're going to make them seem like peter is a is saying the singularity and transhumanism is like failing as it's like it's it's operating at warp speed now right this is 2021 remember so covid land had already started uh those things he thinks are uncertain we should worry about what's happening now in everyday time to which his view too few are paying heed the growth of total ai based surveillance and the disappearance of privacy right so now he moves the discussion from the threat of transhumanism uh combined in with his company ambrosia focused on the anti-aging through injecting young blood into old people and his other investments in projects like the ai foundation and lars butler building mind twins and his investments in elon musk Neuralink, and spacex and the rest of this stuff no 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 we have to worry about ai-based surveillance not transhumanism when ai-based surveillance and the disappearance of privacy is all part of the technocracy and transhumanism. And I'll just point this out to you again in a moment, but let's go. Teal considers arguments about whether computers that think like people will ever be developed to be above his pay grade. Given that he reputed to be worth $3.7 billion, that's a polite way of saying that such arguments are a pleasant waste of time always skeptical of buzzwords he went on to say he hates the word artificial intelligence 
quote, AI is the worst buzzword out there. And one of the reasons it's such a terrible buzzword is it can mean just about anything. So it can mean something about futuristic computer technology, the next generation of computers, the last generation of computers, and anything in between, end quote. Or whatever, he pointed instead to today's concerns, specifically surveillance AI, which involves, quote, fairly dumb computers, end quote, whose real potency is that they, quote, monitor us in all places and all times, end quote. That will shift the balance of society away from civil liberties towards centralization, he warned. Just give me one moment and I will interject. Quote, you can think of the crackdown in China or Hong Kong where you have facial recognition software. This is not futuristic, super, super smart AI, but it is sort of a next generation technology. End quote. Folks, 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 folks. He's talking about the dangers of artificial intelligence spying on us. First, let's talk about that. Well, folks, he has the company up on the screen, Palantir. Okay, we build software that empowers organizations to effectively integrate their data decisions and operations, generating alpha amidst continuous disruption. This is his company. And what I told you this before, but I'm going to pull up the article because I have to remind you and show you that it's real. This is the article, November 15, 2018. This is three years before the article that I'm reading you, where he's now saying our biggest fear is this uh, artificial intelligence spying. Palantir deal may make IRS big brotherish while chasing cheats. And it says right here, a contract with billionaire Peter Thiel's Palantir Technologies will give the IRS new firepower to pursue tax cheats by connecting the dots in millions of tax filings, bank transactions, phone records, and even social media posts. The IRS on September 27th, that's 2018, signed the deal for $99 million over seven years, according to the contract. Right? Right? So that happened under the Trump administration. So Peter Thiel, over here, three years later, while he's under contract with the IRS, with his company Palantir, founded by NQTEL Money, that's the CIA, is sitting here telling us that we have to be concerned about the ability for these AI systems to monitor us in all places and all times. Well, they're going to be monitoring your financial transactions and have been through his software, Palantir. Now, he has the nerve to go on to talk about facial recognition. He is one of the original founders. If not, we're going to get into it next week, so I didn't pull it up today, of Clearview AI, which does facial recognition for local, state, and federal police, where they can take your picture, and then it scans the internet and pulls up everything about you, articles, social media accounts, etc., 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 Do you see how he's a double talker here? And then he starts to pull away from transhumanism, which is the point of this speech, transhumanism and singularity, while at the same time he's invested in transhumanism and singularity. You see where we're going with this? Do you see who this guy is? Now, I'm not going to go through the rest of this article, but it is something we are going to have to review next week. Okay, we're going to review this next week because 
I am going to continue to expose this guy uh, as the fraud he is because, as I'm bringing up, his money is behind everything. Now, let me show you folks how far and wide his money goes and how much of a double-talking, snake-tongue fraud this technocratic government frontman is. Okay, let's go to another fraud, Joe Rogan. I, I shouldn't bash him all the time. It's actually going to end up putting me in a position where I won't be able to interview anybody who comes out of his network, and I'll never be able to get on their shows to share my research on Lars Butler and other topics, but it is what it is. If I can't tell the truth and speak my mind, then I have no reason to do a show. I'm just wasting my time. Uh, this is an article on... Uh, Complex.com from February 2022, and this is uh, Joe Rogan responds to $100 million podcast offer from Right Wing Platform. And so this says right here, Joe Rogan says he has no plans to leave Spotify in favor of Rumble, an online video platform that has become popular among right wing creators. Quote, no, Spotify is hung in with me inexplicably let's see what happens end quote rogan told a crowd during a recent stand-up show per the hollywood reporter it says here rumble made headlines this month after it offered rogan 100 million dollars to move the joe rogan experience podcast from spotify which spotify signed rogan for the same amount 100 million dollars in 2020 to its own platform the company Rumble, backed by MAGA supporter Peter Thiel, proposed the four-year deal amid growing backlash against Rogan, who has been accused of using his exclusive series for spreading COVID-19 misinformation. You guys probably remember when that happened. The polarizing podcaster also faces mounting criticism over a number of racially insensitive comments, as well as his numerous past uses of the N-word. Though Rogan has since apologized for both controversy, Spotify users and a faction of musicians have called on the company to remove Rogan's show. I'm sure you remember all that. We don't need to go into that in detail. If you want to know more about it, you could look it up. So let me just break it down quickly so I can show you the next piece. So it says there that Peter Thiel is backing Rumble, this video platform. It's like a competitor to, say, like a YouTube or BitChute or whatever. I believe Dan Bongino was involved with it as well. So Peter Thiel backs Rumble. Rumble comes out and says, we'll give you $100 million, Joe Rogan, to leave Spotify. Rogan says no. The press reports that this right-wing, libertarian, Peter Thiel-backed company is trying to pull Rogan away from Spotify, right? So, just to show you further here, I've got a Wall Street Journal article. It says, Peter Thiel, J.D. Vance, invest in Rumble video platform popular on political right. So, again, just to solidify here, Peter Thiel is behind Rumble. So, I go into crunchbase.com, which I've showed you before in my investigations. I check it out. There's three investors listed right now. Peter Thiel is one of them. Okay, so Peter Thiel is behind Rumble. Peter Thiel gets his name out there that he is the right wing libertarian backing the right wing Rumble. And he's trying to pull Joe Rogan away because he's taking heat on COVID misinformation, which I'm not going to get into here. But Rogan is a salesman for the whole thing anyway. 
Don't worry about that. And don't hate me for saying it. I will prove it in the future. If you have to choose me over Rogan, I guess choose Rogan. He's huge, gigantic celebrity. You can trust him uh, because he works for the people with a lot of money. So you can trust him 100%. Now, here's the interesting part, folks. So it's framed up here. The narrative is that Thiel is trying to scalp Rogan from Spotify. And this is going to show you just the type of person that Peter Thiel is and how you can believe nothing ever, basically, until I break it down for you. This is an article on InsiderMonkey.com from June 2021. It says, five best investments billionaire uh, of billionaire Peter Thiel. Number four on the list, Spotify Technology. <laughs> Spotify Technology SA owns and operates one of the most popular audio streaming platforms in the world. Teal invests in the company early on through his venture firm, Founders Fund. Spotify has a market capitalization over $46 billion and more than $9.6 billion in revenue last year. It debuted on the stock market in 2018 and was valued at close to $30 billion on the first day of trading. Do you see that, folks? So Peter Thiel was an early stage investor with his company, his hedge fund, basically his capital fund, founders fund in Spotify. So you say, well, he could have pulled out of it, right? Oh, no, 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 folks. I'm not that stupid. So I go over to foundersfund.com and I look at all the companies that they are invested in, right? And what are they invested in here? Uh-oh, Spotify. So, Peter Thiel was an early stage investor, has control in, is still invested in Spotify, which has Joe Rogan signed to this $100 million deal. At the same time, Spotify is supposedly feuding with Joe Rogan the fraud over COVID misinformation, while Rogan helped normalize COVID by making all of his guests get tested with a swab in their nose, and made COVID real by claiming to be afraid of it and everything, although he said, you know, it's your choice whether you get the vax, doesn't matter. But anyway, Rogan is owned by Spotify, which is Thiel, uh, behind it at the same time he's feuding with them while Thiel goes and backs Rumble and then they offer a hundred million dollars for Rogan to leave Spotify to come over to Rumble owned by Thiel so it's Thiel and Thiel and in all the articles where it talks about scalping Rogan from Spotify the media never mentions that Thiel is behind Spotify at the same time he's getting credit for being behind Rumble Folks, that's Peter Thiel, WWE wrestling, hedging his bets. And that's why I just showed you the article where he starts talking against the idea of transhumanism and singularity while he's backing all the companies that are behind transhumanism and singularity and then says the problem we're all facing and have to worry about is AI poking into our lives and scanning our faces while his company Palantir is helping the IRS come after you and me and his company Clearview AI is scanning all of our faces on behalf of the local, state, and federal police. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I will be right back right here on pain.tv. 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, Dustin Gold, right here on the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're listening to pain.tv slash gold, folks. Now you know why I was so giddy at the beginning of this show. We are just dissecting and analyzing these technocrats and lifting the veil for you. So you have the information you need to wake up some of your friends and family and to warn your children and grandchildren and to warn your parents and grandparents not to put the VR and AR goggles over their head. We are giving you the intelligence you need so you know where these guys are going. You know who you could trust. You could use this information to make investments in this stuff. If you think it's inevitable and you want to just make some money off this, use this intelligence to make investments. If you want to figure out whether it's worth your time to get a piece of farmland and build it up, which we're going to get into that in future episodes. I really can't wait for that to happen, but I've got to get, um, I got to build a little bit bigger of an audience before I can go out on the road and do that stuff. So that is going to happen. Uh, but you know, use this information as you, as you wish. I'm just trying to show you what's out there, what's real and what these guys are up to folks, what these people are doing and that they're all fork tongue liars. And so with Thiel, we just went into singularity and, um, and sort of transhumanism, the quest, the thirst for immortality through the anti-aging stuff he was investing in. I told you about Ambrosia, his company focused on putting young blood into older people. And so let's bring this back. Let's bring this back to where we started 20 episodes ago with Ray Kurzweil. Because I'm going to show you, this is a video, let's see here, on my notes. This is from 2011. And so, Thiel was investing in already, giving donations to the Singularity Summit and this anti-aging technology back in 2006 to 2008. And at that time, Ray Kurzweil who became the chief engineer at Google, was out there pushing the concepts of singularity and transhumanism and nanobots and such. And so I found the trailer to this movie, I don't know if you've seen it before, called uh, Transcendent Man, about Ray Kurzweil. And I'm going to figure out with Commander Payne over there, Mike Moore at the Thomas Payne Podcast, how we can do a live stream at uh, Payne.tv slash gold where we can watch Transcendent Man together. And then it's a full-blown movie. We can watch Transcendent Man together and then have a sort of a live Zoom conference and talk about this over there i'm working on it it won't be for a little bit because it's going to cost a little bit of money to put together but i'm going to figure out how to do it because i want to watch it live with all of you guys and then chat about it with you because i think we're going to learn quite a bit so let's roll the trailer to transcendent man because this is obviously the guy who was inspiring 
Peter Thiel, or maybe it was Peter Thiel inspiring Ray Kurzweil. No, Kurzweil was around a lot longer. So let's watch this trailer. I think it is worth uh, a couple minutes of your time. Trust me, it is. The reason I'm calling today is to express my disappointment that you have invited this highly sophisticated crackpot and given him a national forum to express his pseudo-religious predictions that have no basis in objective reality. If you go back 500 years, not much happened in a century. Now a lot happens in six months. Technology feeds on itself and it gets faster and faster. It's going to continue and in about 40 years it's going to be moving so fast, the pace of change is going to be so astonishingly quick that you won't be able to follow it unless you enhance your own intelligence by merging with the intelligent technology we're creating. Okay, again, you're picking this up, right? So that's Ray Kurzweil talking. This is a trailer for the movie Transcendent Man. And he's, uh, boom, right there in the trailer talking about merging man with uh, artificial intelligence and robots. This guy is freaky. He says computers will have consciousness in just 25 years. If we get to the 2030s, you're not going to be able to tell a clear difference between human and machine intelligence. Ray Kurzweil makes a prediction, lots of folks listen. He predicted the collapse of the Soviet Union, described the rise of the Internet, and foretold the year a computer would beat a chess champion. He's an award-winning scientist and engineer, a millionaire several times over because of his inventions. Ray Kurzweil. These inventions may end up causing the worst war that humanity's ever had. Corporations and governments and societies will be created and destroyed on the back of the technology that this book describes exactly and then what what are they talking about there just like peter thiel said there will either be a boom in investments or the world will blow up and there will be no investments to be made right isn't that what he said i hope you're getting this i mean this this is fascinating this this is fascinating because this is the man that they all call the prophet remember the first few episodes of the show i was harping on that he's not a prophet he's an engineer he's a scientist he's working on developing the very technologies that he predicts will come out in the future therefore he's not a futurist he's just the architect i was banging my head against the wall telling you guys that in the first few episodes and now as we've gone through a number of characters we're kind of coming full circle back to ray kurzweil all of my research always brings me back to ray kurzweil being the man who has who has inspired the rest of these these frankenstein scientist madmen inventor ray kurzweil thinks that one day humans may be able to live forever i want to live as long as i can I don't want to die. If following Ray's regiment would put that day off, I would very willing to do that. That is William Shatner speaking. I knew there was a reason I was keeping all this stuff, and he kept all this stuff. Uh, I do plan to bring back my father. He said he plans to bring back his father. That's something new. I did not show that to you in any of the... Uh, interviews and clips that we reviewed in the first few episodes. Uh, It's going to scare a lot of people. The world is changing far too fast. Nothing like this has ever happened to Homo sapiens before. These ideas are going to ultimately change the world. We didn't stay on the ground, we didn't stay on the planet, and we didn't stay with the limitations of our biology. I think Ray is 
performing the service of a prophet, that's wrong. He has used the, the gift that he was given for the betterment of humankind. That's what I know. That's Stevie Wonder speaking. It will be the universe waking up. And so at the time, back in 2011, they actually simulcast this, um, this uh, movie into movie theaters. And there was like a one-night special, like Transcendent Man Live. And so we are going to figure out how to watch that together at pain.tv slash gold or somewhere else. I'll figure it out. I'm working on it and make it an event uh, it's just I'm going to have to spend money on some uh, software and a streaming service to be able to do it, but I will figure that out for you. And I wanted to bring Ray back up, as I said, because you now have Theo talking about singularity and talking about this sort of this thirst for immortality with the investments he's made. And so it plays right back into Kurzweil, but I wanted to show you, I always like to connect the dots and show you how all of these people connect. Well, who did we... Who did we talk about when we worked on AI Foundation and Lars Butler? We got into one of their global AI council members, someone who actually lent their being to Lars Butler to develop a mind twin to use at these conferences to pitch the mind twinning technology, but also went on to build and develop this app, the Deep Chopra, the Deep Fake Chopra that we saw him unveil on Jimmy Fallon. And so Deepak Chopra comes up in Transcendent Man, and he's actually part of that documentary. So let me just play you this clip of Deepak Chopra, and now you're going to see how Deepak Chopra fits into this mix. As you listen to Ray, it becomes obvious that this force of technology, the evolution of technology, is unstoppable. As you listen to Ray, he's talking about Ray Kurzweil, it becomes apparent that the force of technology is inevitable, right? So if you don't like it, then natural selection will weed you out. If you don't like it, then natural selection will weed you out. This is Deepak Chopra telling you that basically artificial intelligence, technology, the technocracy is growing at an exponential rate. And if you don't like it, then it will weed you out. And then some seven years later, he is uploading his consciousness to AI Foundation's Mind Twin platform. Let me continue with this, folks, but you see how it all comes together? These guys are all on the same team, folks. This transhumanism runs far, and it runs wide. As I was doing research on Spotify, I happened to bump into Sirius XM. You know, not a kind of a competitor, a little different. The head of Sirius XM is a devout transhumanist. All right? Listen to this. Because this force is an evolutionary force. So I see in the next few years... Evolutionary force, like Dennis Bushnell, the chief scientist of NASA, saying that we have reached the human evolution of humans. Yuval Noah Harari, who says we can hack humans. Right? Humans are going to take charge of their own evolution through genetic modification and through the merger of man and machine. 
years, not even 30 years, but next few years, nano robots cleaning your arteries, repairing damaged genes, squirting dopamine into your brain because you're depressed, or making you fall in love with a little oxytocin. I see desktop computers printing out stakes without killing an animal. Folks, and all of this is in the 2016 book, The Force Industrial Revolution by Klaus Schwab. The 3D printing of food, uh, nanobots in your bodies, it's all in that book. See, Klaus Schwab, Deepak Chopra, the rest of them. Now, there's people that will tell you, and people that believe uh, that the World Economic Forum, Yuval Noah Harari, are just there to play boogeyman, while the government is just... Um, doing less evil things, but they want you to look at the boogeyman. I'm telling you, though, it does connect. The World Economic Forum does have influence because if they did not have influence, all the world leaders, all the CEOs, all the technocrats would not be going there. Just through stem cell information, I see all of that, but I also worry a little bit. You know, we've reached the information age. We've reached the age of knowledge, but we have not reached the age of wisdom yet. And if we do not take survival of the fittest to the next stage, which is survival of the wisest, we risk some very diabolical uses of this technology. Did you hear what he said there? He was talking about survival of the fittest, which he now says is survival of the wisest. And if the wisest don't use the technology to their advantage, there may be people that use it against them. That's the constant theme of the World Economic Forum and Yuval Noah Harari and Klaus Schwab. That's what they're afraid of, are the useless humans, us revolting against them and revolting against their system. So you can see this has been going on, as I've showed you, the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And these guys are all connected now. You can see it. When I come back from the break, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to let you go into the weekend, and we're going to start off strong on Monday. But don't go, because when I come back, I've got another clip of Deepak Chopra and I want to show you something very important that all these guys are connected into, something I've never showed you before, and maybe all this will start to make sense to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I'll be right back on Pain.tv. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, oh yeah, we're connecting the dots over here, folks. We're putting the pieces of the puzzle together. We're dissecting the technocracy and we're exposing the transhumanists. Although they're right out in the open, folks. They don't hide from us. They actually talk about it right out in the open. That's the thing. We just haven't been looking. We haven't been looking. So this is a video I found of Deepak Chopra doing an interview with another Indian gentleman. For those of you who have not figured out that uh, Deepak Chopra is Indian. But uh, this is a very interesting interview. It's long. It's like 40 minutes. We're not going to get into all of it, obviously. 
Um, what I decided I'm going to do is we're going to pick up Monday because it's very important, but we're going to pick up Monday with the Lars Butler piece. And let me just put that back up on the screen for you watching the video. This is the Lars Butler piece, the 42 reasons why killer robots are unstoppable and how we must lead in artificial intelligence autonomous weapons. And I wanted to get that in today, but I'm running short on time and I have a prior commitment. But I wanted to get that in today because I was going to bookend this with all of these, you know, technocrats and transhumanists and all these really nice guys that are just looking out for us. They're building the frictionless shopping. They've got these nice smart thermometers in our house. They're doing robot uh, lawyers for us to help us fight the bureaucracy. Peter Thiel is saying, ah, transhumanism's in the past, singularities in the past. We have to worry about artificial intelligence-driven prison planet, facial recognition while he's building it. And so Chopra's out there uh, spouting his nonsense and Ray Kurzweil. And so I was just come around and go, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, all these guys, including who Peter Thiel backs, Lars Butler, is sitting there lobbying for us to build ai autonomous killer robots uh so we're going to pick that up on monday because it's just glaring it's amazing that these people can sit there and tell you that they're all about helping and saving humanity while at the same time they want to build the weapons to destroy us and build the artificial intelligence and robots to replace us but they love us and they're going to let us upload our mind to them and our biometric data to them through their companies like metaphysic and uh and what was it every any dot buddy i mean come on come on so let's look at this quack deepak chopra who just told you who straight up told you One of the most damning quotes from a transhumanist up there with the stuff that Yuval Noah Harari says, he just said that if you don't get on board with this artificial intelligence, if you don't adopt it, meaning if you don't merge with it, if you don't put the Neuralink brain chip in your head and upload your brain to uh, Lars Butler, then you are going to go extinct. But talking to the other technocrats, telling them, that we have moved beyond survival of the fittest into survival of the wisest and that we need to utilize this technology before it gets into the wrong hands. Let's take a look at Deepak Chopra here in this conversation and I'll probably skip around. The conditioning is very deep. It is a result of economics. You're, you know, you're born into a certain economic situation. Race, history, nationality, religion, and everything that has been recycled since humans started to speak in stories. So about 50,000 years ago, there was something called the cognitive revolution. Mm -hmm. Up until then, there were approximately, or not approximately, we are told there were eight different species of humans. Uh So we are homo sapiens. Which means the wise ones, which we were humble enough to call, call ourselves. ourselves. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but then we gave names to the other species. And at that time, we are also told that the leader of the pack, because humans moved like other 
animals like mammals in sure. packs, the leader of the pack could not get more than 100 people to follow him. And it was a him because it was a hunter-gatherer environment. Till one species, us, started to develop a language for stories. Before that, the language was very simple, mating calls, uh, danger calls, basically food calls, survival. Mm -hmm. Right, and so the point of this is what he gets into here is he talks about how we developed uh, the ability to speak and then the ability to create stories, and humans are based on stories, and so our entire history is just completely made up. Now, it may be or it may not be, but Deepak, what he does to his audience, people who listen to him, the idea is he needs to break down this human conditioning, as he calls it, this social conditioning. And so he tries to boil us down, as you saw in the Jimmy Fallon piece, to basically nothingness. And when he boils us down to nothingness, then we can be reshaped and pushed in whatever direction we have. Look at what's happening with uh, not the transhuman, but the transgender. Uh, when you tell people they have no gender, they can change genders, they can morph into anything they want, we'll give them plastic surgery, give them hormones, cut off their genitals, and basically morph them into anything they want. That's all part of this transhumanist mindset. They have to completely devolve at least one generation down to nothingness so that you're willing to accept the merger of man and machine because they're going to tell you that that is the only way forward, that humans are so worthless. AI is so powerful, but we can merge with it and become like a greater being. And one of the running themes with these guys is we are all gods. We are all gods. And I'll get into that deeper uh, on pain.tv. It's not stuff I can talk about on the open uh, platforms. I just can't do it. Trust me. That's not just a marketing tool. I cannot do it uh, or I will get thrown off. So, um, so anyway, let, let's watch a little bit more of this. Wisdom traditions, all knowledge is ignorance. Because in order, you know, the word ignorance is very uh, interesting. Tell me. The more you know about a subject, yeah. the more you have to ignore everything else. So in Sanskrit, it's called avidya, absence of knowledge. Knowledge. Knowledge is ignorance. Partial knowledge is ignorance. So unless you go to not just what you know, but how do you know what yeah. you know, what is the source of it, you have to transcend <clears throat> every concept, every idea. You have to question your habitual certainties. Mm -hmm. See, see, here we go. This is what I'm talking about. He's pushing this sort of new age enlightenment stuff. You have to question everything. Now, again, you may agree or not agree with this type of thinking, but what happens is he has to make you, the transhumans have to make you, uh, I'm sorry, the transhumanists, the technologists, the technocrats, they have to make you question everything, including your very being, your very humanity, to the point where you render yourself useless you render yourself into nothingness as he refers to it then these guys can reshape you into whatever it is they want you to be because you know everybody's talking about from a place of certainty mm -hmm. but the certainty only comes from the recycling of the rush to conform so the fact we all believe this is a green color or this is a gold color or that's a black color or this is a pink color there is really no color it is a human construct we 
created for ourselves. Color does not have a location in space or time and color is not a physical entity. Color is an experience and as an experience it is a modification of awareness. Awareness knows itself visually as color. So if I look at any object, mm -hmm. before I can call it an object, it's an experience. Visually, it's a shape. Mm -hmm. It's a form. And the only difference between this and this and this yeah. is the color and the border. Yeah. If there wasn't any color, it would all be homogenous. That's right. So the <laughs> differentiation mm -hmm. that we call objects yeah. in space-time is actually an interpretation of color and shape which do not have a location in the physical world. They're ideas and they're as such modifications of awareness. Awareness knows itself as color visually. Awareness knows itself as sensation, sure. as a tactile experience. Awareness knows itself as taste, smell. Awareness knows itself as everything that we perceive. But mm -hmm. perception itself is a snapshot in consciousness which creates the subject-object split. So now suddenly there's an artificial split, me, you, book, table, when in fact it's all one, one thing and it's not a thing. The essential stuff of the universe is non-stuff. And not only is it non-stuff, it is thinking non-stuff because it cannot help interpreting its experiences. Okay, okay, folks, that's enough. That's the part that I really wanted you to hear. And for the video audience, you probably see me over here laughing. For the audio, all the audience, I hope you didn't make, a, make you drive your car off the side of the road because you're probably sitting there wondering what the hell this guy is talking about, which is what I said to myself the first time I watched this. He's rambling on about, see, he talks about consciousness, right? Which all ties back to Ray Kurzweil and Mind Twins and everything else. And now you know why he's involved with Mind Twins, which is uploading your consciousness into the cloud because they believe we're nothingness and there's only like matter and colors don't exist and there's a plane in the sky and then energy and there's no chair and there's no book. It's just physical realms. It's like the movie The Matrix. They believe they're living in a matrix. And you might say to yourself, gee, Jesus. Like, remember uh, Jimmy Fallon actually made a funny joke, uh, even though he's scripted and he's a state propagandist, but he said to him, oh my God, what did, what did you steal? Um, what did you steal? The Grateful Dead's lyrics? And then Deepak said, no, no, they borrowed my lyrics. Well, it's funny because you're sitting there listening to him, watching him, if you're on the video audience of pain.tv slash gold, and you're saying to yourself, what is this guy on psychedelics? Well, folks, let me show you what else these people are into this is the new era folks here we go this is forbes magazine february 2022 the title is psychedelics deepak chopra blackrock and tony robbins one of the hottest mental health stocks right now and for those of you who don't know about this all these guys were invested in the booming pot industry over the years the libertarian party was instrumental in legalizing government weed now look i don't care if people smoke weed but at the same time i will tell you that whatever the government is cooking up probably is not good for you i know a lot of people that go to the uh, government pickup sites and they get their government weed and unfortunately these people 
people have lost their minds. But now, all these same players, all these same guys are now behind psychedelics, LSD, and mushrooms. And I thought we were told years ago to be afraid of it because Charles Manson and his crew were on psychedelics. But ready for this, folks. Ready for this because we can't leave this out. First, it was PayPal's Peter Thiel supporting Atai Life Sciences. Peter Thiel behind psychedelics, folks. And then you move on here and it says, only a few weeks ago, BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world with almost $9.5 trillion in assets under your management, disclosed a position worth close to a million dollars in the mental health-focused company, So, which is Cybon, or Cybon. So you got BlackRock. They've all come up. Everyone knows about them now, buying up all the single-family homes. BlackRock, behind psychedelics. Deepak Chopra, behind psychedelics. And Peter Thiel, behind psychedelics, folks. So when you think about this, with BlackRock being in bed with the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari, and you've got Peter Thiel putting his money behind this transhumanist stuff, behind facial recognition, behind the Mind Twins, behind Ambrosia, his uh, anti-aging company, when you've got Deepak Chopra out there plugging Ray Kurzweil, telling you that you're going to go extinct if you don't merge with AI, and then going on shows and rambling about the space-time continuance sounding like an indian version of doc brown from back to the future folks who the hell knows if these people are running around tripping on mushrooms and lsd while they're ranting and raving and they have the money from the government to build these crazy frankenstein technologies or they're going to get you hooked on psychedelics because the only way you're going to go on to a trip in their crazy metaverse is if you're tripping on their crazy psychedelic mushrooms ladies and gentlemen and I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and I will be back on Monday. I love you all. Check us out at pain.tv slash gold. Have a great weekend. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion... at pain.tv slash gold.